If only people could see what happens on the, the lead up to the start of the podcast, Rob. So it's, it's an absolute mess, isn't it? We should be good at this by now. We've only been doing it for like two years or something. Well, this is episode, is it 39? Yeah. And we still haven't got to the point where we just quickly say our hellos and then start recording. There's always a lot of faffing about beforehand, isn't there? It's the opposite of a well-oiled machine. Um, So basically, there's nothing to talk about because tech has finished for the year and uh, Apple's not doing anything else. And we might as well just wrap it up there. What do you reckon? All right, cool. See you next time. See you later. Uh, you have actually got a massive list here. Um, we, we were saying before we started recording that I, I was fairly confident that I'd have to ask Twitter and Discord for some topics, but you've pulled loads of stuff either out of thin air or from somewhere else. And um, let's just go for it. It's going to be really random. I, I quite enjoyed how random last, even more random than normal last last uh, show was. Yeah, it was fun. It was, wasn't it? We went off onto all sorts of tangents. Brian Eno made an appearance and everything. <laughs> Not the last time either. He'll definitely he'll he'll return. Perhaps we'll get him on one day. You know, he might listen. Hi, Brian. If you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. Uh, so the first thing you put on here then is is our. Um, well, in fact, the first thing is as the year draws to a close, what are we using and what's changed since last year? Because I, I guess is this partly inspired by my um, daily carry thing, the video. Yeah, that's that I put exactly where that came from. Yeah, because I, I published my fourth or fifth daily carry video of the year changes a lot my daily carry doesn't it odd that it does genuinely change to be fair it's not um it's partly invented obviously for content but it's also it is genuinely what i carry around which does change <laughs> ridiculously regularly um let's start with yours though actually because mine's on the internet already isn't it yours is less accessible what, um, what's in your daily carry and i suppose also how often do you actually take it out and do stuff with it yeah in, ter- in terms of computing stuff it all stays at home now, really. So, I mean, even before the pandemic, I worked from home. And then, I yeah, I go into the office once a month, maybe. And in which case, I take my work laptops and a lot of my personal stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, the only things that I have on my person that's tech when I leave the house is my iPhone. Although I've got an Android phone. That's not what I use every day. Because... It annoys me. Um, my AirPods Pro, first gen, because I know you keep raving about them, and in fact, everyone does. They sort of, it's, it's been a bit of a, it's a sleeper hit, isn't it? It is, yeah, big time. The AirPods Pro too, but I just, I don't think they're two hundred and fifty quid better than what I've got. So I will use these until they die, and then we'll see what's what's going on then. Um, and my Apple Watch that's it that's the, that's the only tech I, I i take out i mean if we if we're going on a tr- you know an outing with the girls i will take some form of camera on a stick either my uh can't even remember what it's called now it's dji dji like gimbal thing yeah, yeah. um or the or the insta insta 360 either the the tiny little go to or the x2 which is there's just come out there's a new one isn't there yeah there's an x3 there is yeah you got one well, you're not allowed to talk about it no i'm i'm, I'm, I'm expecting one it hasn't oh. arrived yet um but it, it's, it's a frustrating thing with with um with those guys not it's not their fault at all but unless you're peter mckinnon the videos just don't perform. And I've had this conversation with him where I've said, I love your stuff. I, and I use it quite regularly. Um, I like making videos about it, but no one really watches them. <laughs> and it's um, it's lovely of, them, lovely of them to send that stuff out. But yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be seriously big on YouTube to, to kind of draw. And I don't, I don't really understand why. It's, um, it just doesn't seem to have the, the magnetic draw like a lot of other brands. It's quite a difficult thing to get your head around. I mean, because I mean, I saw what other people had done with it and thought, "All right, I'm never going to be able to do that." But if I can get somewhere close, that'd be quite cool. Hmm. And the fact is, actually, you can straight out of the box. You just point the thing at the thing that you want to film and just forget about it. And then you get back, you download the footage, and then you can reframe it and do all the whizzy sort of effects. And it's. It's 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 idiot proof. It's it's really polished. I think. Yeah. On on iPhone anyway. If you've got an Android phone, forget it. The the Android version of the Insta three hundred and sixty app is terrible. Um. 
I don't know. I, don't know. I might. I mean, I've only used. I don't know. I used it on the Nothing Phone, and that had a decent chip in it. And then I've used it on the S Twenty Two Ultra, which has got the comedy chip in it. But I think it's just anything to do with video, portable yeah. video. It's got to be done on iPhone. Just the 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 smoothness of moving through the footage and the export and everything is just it's so fast on iphone it's ridiculous anyway so yeah if if we're going on an outing i'll take some sort of camera on a stick but other than that yeah because i'm you know i'm not i'm not jet setting and going to product launches and stuff like yourself so I, i really i don't have any need to you know edit video outside of the house um yeah, I mean, the, my MacBook Air is a, is a coffee table laptop. It's an appalling waste of a MacBook Air. But, yeah, I don't really do any personal computing outside of the house. I don't, I don't think it's a waste. I think that's a, that's a perfectly good good use for a, for a MacBook Air. I mean, it's basically a Monkey Island machine at the moment. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's all it's been used for recently, playing the, uh, the new Monkey Island game. What, what more do you need? The Monkey Island machine. That's that's got a, a YouTube video written all over it, hasn't it? So I'm just so I bought it on Steam, uh, so I okay. could play it on my Steam Deck, which I've got sitting here actually. Have you seen my Steam Deck? I haven't. No, it's a good no. bit of kit. And this is another thing that should really leave the house that doesn't. <laughs> so because I, I got I okay. opted for the fancy one with a fancy case. Nice. And uh, it's got like an etched screen. Which I'm sure is brilliant for resisting reflections, but I don't take it outside, so it's <laughs> a complete waste of time. It's a lovely thing. It's just it's it's like a big it's, yeah. it's like a big switch. Which it doesn't know, there's, there's a switch. You haven't got one of those either, have you? I haven't. No, no. With uh, little Mario and Luigi hats on the Joy Cons. Nice. So yeah, so that so, that doesn't go anywhere unless I'm like you know taking a really long journey or a plane or something. So basically, you've got an everyday carry that you don't really carry anywhere. I guess you carry around the house. Got an everyday stationery. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it's it's a good it's a good carry to be fair. I mean, you've got decent stuff in it. It's um, yeah, it just doesn't leave the house, does it? No, mine does, but it's it doesn't leave the house as often as it probably sounds like it does. Really, it it, it spends more time going from the studio to my house. And back again, really. That's that's yeah. its main journey. Um, and for that journey, it doesn't matter that I've got eighteen MacBooks in there and three thousand iPads and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, my, mine is it's, it's a, a weird collection of things. I think um, I do still have this issue where if I do go somewhere away from the studio and away from home, I do feel inclined to take both the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro, which is silly. It's really really daft. Um, yeah, I could really pair it. I was thinking this when I was making the video. I was thinking this could be. I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't make for much of a video afterwards, but I could really pair this down. There's no need to have all this stuff. Um, but the thing that makes it possible actually is that Waterfield backpack, the uh, the Folio something it's called, which is the best backpack I've ever ever used. Um, you looking for yours? Have you got something nearby? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've I've been harping on about. Waterfield Designs. It's uh, SF. I mean, they're called Waterfield Designs, but their website is sfbags.com. Yes. And they just make really nice stuff. I mean, it's prohibitively expensive to get here if you're not a YouTuber with the wonky YouTuber handshake. Um, but I mean, I got mine last time I went to the States. So my mum lives in America, so I just got it shipped there and I picked it up when I went to see her. But I've got a really, really lovely uh, laptop case from there and yeah. it's it's superb i've got one of their sort of gear bags as well that uh, <laughs> another another every, every day lives in a drawer um <laughs> so I've, I've got like a magic trackpad a magic mouse magic keyboard or you know in a, in a custom fitted waterfield designs kit bag yep it's an absolutely beautiful thing that i never use largely because they're, they're all horrible <laughs> It's it's lovely stuff though. The um that that bag that I've got is what what's amazing about it. Apart from the fact it's it's really nice, nice you know, it's, it's made that Waterfield way. It's very um very kind of a, attractive. It's got all the you know the leather stuff going on. Is that you can just fit so much stuff in it. It just it's like a TARDIS. You keep putting things in. They just keep disappearing. Um, you know, I, I did that ridiculous trip to London where I had two MacBooks, 
a camera, a lens, a little mini tripod, a uh, Rode video mic, um, all of my you know adapters and cables and things. Um, I think I even had a, a, a fairly small change of clothes in there as well. I had like a hoodie in there and uh, not to go into too much detail, spare pairs of pants and stuff. And um, it was, it, it honestly, there's so m- and it, it feels very comfortable when you put it on as well. I always have that issue with backpacks where they don't always feel particularly comfortable the heavier they get. Whereas this one's just, it's magic. It's like a, it's like a magic, if, if Apple made it, they'd probably call it the magic backpack. Oh, they'd totally call it the magic backpack, wouldn't they? They're going to do that, aren't they? Um, yeah, so that's the that's our daily carriers slash daily stay at home stationaries. Um, the next thing on the list is oh, headphones. Oh, hang on, I, Ooh, still, sorry. I still haven't got my play date. I mean, that also oh. leave the house, but yeah, I'm still waiting wow. for that. that okay. I think several episodes back, I've mentioned that they'd sent me an email saying, "Hey, we're just about to ship your play date." Ah, where is it then? Still not there. Still not there. I don't want to rub it in, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, I see it all the time it's in, in in the background on your videos and on these on the podcast, and it uh, it annoys me every time. And to make it worse, it's it it hasn't moved from there for <laughs> months. And I still haven't played your little game. That's appalling. Maybe I'll do it for Christmas as a Christmas present for you. Um, <laughs> uh, headphones. There's loads of headphones listed here because I have kind of I've kind of pivoted from um, Mac and iPad content recently to headphones again because there's been some really interesting headphones heading my way and um, yeah there's been it's 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 been a real kind of um, variety of cans that I've been trying out from the very expensive to the, the the very very much inexpensive as well. Did did you tap up? Bang and Olufsen, so they send you a set of H ninety fives. I'm working on it. Yeah, there might be a there might be an opportunity, hopefully, um, with a bit of help from someone else. But um, I, I hope so. Yeah, I, I would. Re- I really, genuinely hope you can get your hands on a pair because they're worth experiencing. Um, I I haven't heard the Bows and Wilkins PX eights, which everyone's raving about, and I haven't heard the the Focals either. Uh, I'm led to believe they're not quite as good. However, they do fold up. They've got the best case out of all of them. Um, and they've got physical twisty dials for volume and adjusting the amount of ANC and transparency you want. So I'm still, I'm not, I don't regret my absurdly expensive headphone purchase, <laughs> even though a couple of weeks later, two amazing sets of headphones came out for about the same sort of money. Yeah px8s as well the thing is that a lot of since i've done the the px8s and the the focal bartis um everyone is now saying what about the h95s it's, it's the obvious missing piece of the jigsaw really between those three headphones so um i'm, I'm working on it definitely um if it co- if worse comes to worst i'll have to buy a pair but terrible isn't it you know keep getting sent these free headphones but um how, how did you get on with the px8s because i know when we had a chat around the time you were listening to the px7 twos Peter, was it S2s or something? The S2s, yeah. Um, I remember we had a conversation where you said they were, well, I, I think I put words into your mouth, in fact. So I, I described the Bows and Wilkins sort of signature sound as polite. But I'm led <laughs> to believe that the, the PX8s, they've sort of jazzed it up a bit. Yeah, so the, the PX8s look identical to the PX7 S2s. There's just a few little flourishes. They've got like more metal and a chamfered edge around the, the you know the, the cone and stuff. But it's um it's they're pretty much the same same headphones in that respect. And actually, if you look at the uh, the specs, the only difference is the cone material for the for the driver. That's pretty much the only thing they've changed. From um, but what, what to what? They're, I can't they're big on Kevlar, Bowers and Wilkins, typically, aren't they? I don't think it's Kevlar. I can't remember. Um, I've looked, I'll put it in the show notes. But it's um, whatever it is they've changed it to has made quite a big difference to the sound, a surprising difference. And like you've, you've just said, really, it's gone from being this kind of polite... I, I, I like the sound of the PX, PX7 S2s. It's, it's just a nice, a nice sound. Whereas the PX8s are far more um, lively and uh very close to the um to the Bartis, i think uh i'm gonna, i'm doing a, a comparison between those two and i've not really done it properly yet i've not properly ab tested them um but yeah it's uh it's a, it's a significantly better sound i think than the P- than the px7 s2s and um plus you get all that lovely design that you get with bowers and wilkins i do like the design and i think i said when you 
you uh, you posted some teaser photos either on the social medias or the discord or and that more than a passing resemblance to the h95s there's definitely <laughs> i think they've definitely had got a pair in at the de- the design labs of bowers and wilkins and just borrowed a few ideas there yeah a, a quick um, shout out to bowers and wilkins as well because i i took what a bit of kind of behind the scenes stuff with this i took way too long to review the px7 s2s completely my fault they sent them to me back in august i think um i made it clear that i was going to struggle to get the, the review in quickly um but I, I took too long really and they had to chase me a bit through the the agency that uh, that sent me them um but i got it out anyway and then about three or four days later uh, i had an email from the agency saying uh, they you know, loved the review and they've said that you can hold on to the px7 s2s no need to send them back basically and we're going to send you out a pair of px8s to to review i don't think i get to keep them unfortunately um but uh yeah but that's very kind i thought really very nice of them so but which ones do you you reach for because you've got some really nice headphones i guess you probably uh, you i imagine your answer will not be a single any you know one single pair because they're sort of useful for different things but you've got the airpods pro 2 you've got the the focal barties you've got the px8s from Bowers and Wilkins, the old classic AirPods Max. And you, you've added a new one on the list. What are those? Yeah, the Mackie, Mackie MC60BTs. They're which, not on my radar at all. What's going on there? I'm not surprised at all. No, so Mackie, I mean, I guess you know who Mackie are. I know who Mackie are. But I don't think a lot of people I'm will. Always, <laughs> always lusted after a Mackie big knob. <laughs> I've got some news on that actually. Oh, yeah. um, uh, can I say that? Yeah, I can. I think I can. Oh. Um, yeah, no. So, so is, basically, is Mackie, this episode going to be entitled "Mark's Got a Big Knob"? Yeah, but oh, <laughs> there's so many show titles. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a story about that in a minute. Actually, about the yeah, about delivery and um, yeah. So basically, Mackie. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Mackie are a a pro audio manufacturer really they, they do a lot of stuff for studios and you know pas and and, and live live stuff uh, like uh, speakers and things um but they've made a pair of like everyone has <laughs> who, who hasn't done this yet they've made a pair of uh, noise cancelling over ear headphones um the review will be live actually by the time this goes because it's, it's tomorrow it's friday friday's video um so not really a spoiler but they are very very good and they're very aggressively priced so they're about 240 quid all right. Um, $240. Um, so they're way below the likes of the Sonys and the rest, the BMW, et cetera. Um, and they're really good. They're a bit, I mean, they're a bit plasticky, as you'd, as you'd expect for that price. Um, the, the noise cancelling isn't quite there, quite up to the standard of the Sonys, you know, the XM5s, et cetera. Um, but they're very good headphones, you know, and, and they sound great, which they, they're going to because they're Mackie and... They've got a very kind of live live sound about them, which isn't surprising given what what you know, Mackie's heritage. Um, but going back to your original question about what I go for, <laughs> uh, the AirPods Pro Two are just the default. I, I use them ninety percent of the time for most stuff, really. Yeah, I, um, I assume that would be the case. I'm yeah, I'm exactly the same. So I, I haven't heard the AirPods Pro Two. I have no interest in it because then. My, uh, my bank account will be drained of 250 quid because I'll have to get them. So I'm just avoiding them like the plague. But yeah, no, it's, it's just something about the AirPods Pro. They just, they're, they're the ones that I use. As you know, I'm I'm sitting here, as we know, I don't go outside if I can help it from, <laughs> from my everyday carry conversation. I'm surrounded by headphones. I've got several, you know, I've got the H95s, I've got the h got more than me. I'm, I'm wearing the H7s currently. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's just, they're always on you and they sound good enough and even better now with the twos. Yeah, I'll be kind. I won't, I won't talk too much about the twos because they are basically everything you've just said times about 30. So but I won't, I won't <laughs> kind of make you feel anymore that you need to need a pair. But um, yeah, so they're, they're pretty much the default pair that I go for really. Um, but when it comes to over ear stuff, because I'm always testing it at the moment, a new pair, it's very difficult to, you have to be really disciplined with this. And if, if I know, for example, I've got to start testing those Mackies, I had to stop listening to the Barties because it wouldn't make any sense to you know, cloud my judgment and that sort of stuff. So um, it's quite tricky, but oh, and the other thing is like today, so I'd, I'd finished reviewing the Mackies and I thought I'd, I'll just use something else. I immediately went for the PX7 S2s. I think partly because I don't think I'll get to keep the PX8s. So I don't want to get too used to them. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be disappointed. Um, 
but then the Barty's are really good, really, really good. I mean, they're, they're, they're still the best sounding headphones I've, I've got here, I think. Um, AirPods Max, no. Just that, ever since I had those those Focals, it's um, it's taught me that they're not as great as I thought they were mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at that price point. So, um, yeah, a bit of a long, long-winded answer to that, really. But it's it's just uh, I've got so many different things I'm trying to test, so it's, it's tricky. The next thing here is about the Pixel 7 Pro, which is a similar question, actually. You've, you've asked whether or not I'm still... Because I made the Pixel 7 Pro my phone of the year, which it still is, definitely. Um, but you said, which phone do you find yourself reaching for most of the time? And weirdly, I was thinking about this earlier, because I, I was up, upstairs in here in the studio. And I went downstairs to make myself a cup of coffee, and both phones, the, the 14 Pro Max and the Pixel 7 Pro, were sat in front of me on the desk. And I instinctively went for the iPhone. I thought about picking up the Pixel and didn't. For some reason, I thought, no, iPhone. And there's, I think what it is, it, there's still that that kind of, um, I'm not sure what you'd call it, but I'm, I'm so wedded to iOS. And I feel far more confident with iOS, I think. And that might, I think if I, if I was a, a, an Android user and had been for many years, I think it would be the same if it, if it was Android. But because I've been an iOS user, for, because I'm, I'm just, I can very quickly do things on iOS, I still have to think a little bit about Android when you switch between the two. I think that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that was quite interesting. I mean, I, I would like to consider myself proficient at both. But the iPhone pisses me off less. So that's why I reach for it. And it's just little things, even down to like apps that really should be the same on both now, like Instagram. Instagram is just absolute turd on Android, in my opinion. I don't think I've ever noticed that. In what way? It it's not as responsive it's kind of glitchy like mm. posting stuff is a bit of a faff it just it just winds me up it kind of about, gets in my way yeah i yeah. know what you mean about the posting thing twitter's similar twitter mm. on android is a bit jerky and not particularly enjoyable to use yeah so yeah, that's just it boils down to that it's it's just as boring as it is and as limited as it is and you know how all of the complaints that we have about ios and apple and anything else it just it just annoys me less so i that's why i reach for the iphone nine times out of ten that's not a resounding review though is it a resounding positive review it it annoys me less (laughs) they're not they won't put that on their advert will they i i I think it's just because they're they're but they're both so good now you can't you know Mm. it's very it's very difficult to have a truly appalling experience with a smartphone these days as you know like the wonderful experience i had with the nothing phone earlier in the year 400 quid yeah superb bit of kit so so yeah Pass. so 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 the pixel 7 pro is still your phone of the year yeah however you do still find yourself reaching for the 14 pro max just yeah. instinctively because i'm in that weird position where i have both and i'm carrying both with me most of the time which isn't isn't a atypical use case i don't think really um i just think price trumps most of this stuff now because like you say most phones are, are pretty good pretty good these days um and you can spend as little as 400 quid get yourself a nothing phone and it's fantastic or if you want to spend a bit more and get a more flagship phone the pixel 7 pro is still a lot cheap it's 300 quid 350 quid cheaper than the than the iphone the pro max and um it's hard to argue against that really unless you really want to be in apple's world obviously yeah so uh, uh, the, the reason i was asking is because obviously we've been a bit jaded about the whole apple situation this year mm. and you know you you really enjoyed the last pixel phone you had and used on a regular basis which was the 4a i think you skipped the six because it was a waste of time and so google come up with the goods this time with the pixel 7 and they're you know sort of pretty universally praised but i was just wondering how much of that the fact that you're you're just a bit bored of apple and that (laughs) the pixel was shiny and new and actually worked this time fed into your wanting to make it the phone of the year what i want to know is has it started to piss you off yet have you noticed any sort of niggles or you know well the honeymoon period is over now or is it still solid i think sort of operationally it's still solid it still feels fine no it's yeah it's, it's still a very quick phone um 
No, nothing's really pissed me off about it at all, really. The only thing I, I suppose that would piss me off if I'd bought it, because you know, full disclosure that it was sent to me by Google, I haven't, I haven't spent a penny on it. Um, if, if I'd bought it, I would be a bit cheesed off by how easily the the metal um, around the camera housing scratches. A lot of people have said this. It very, very quickly starts getting scratched up, which is a shame because it looks nice when it's obviously not scratched. Mm. Um, whereas the iPhone doesn't scratch as anywhere near as easily. You have to you have to do a lot to an iPhone to scratch it. Um, as, uh, Doc on the Discord server will back up. How that guy is just incredible, isn't he? Just for the, for those who don't know, Doc Imedi, who's been on the show before, is a lunatic. He <laughs> never puts his phone in a case. Um, and he works in a hospital, hence Doc. Um, and he's just dropping it on hard hospital floors all day long, just to the horror of his colleagues. And it just comes away unscathed every time. I don't know how he keeps getting away with it. He dropped it on the pavement recently as well. He said it was fine. Yeah. It almost feels like he's doing it on purpose just to prove <laughs> that he, he's kind of he's got this superpower where he, he, can't, he can't break or damage an iPhone. Oh, I've jinxed it now. Yeah, we should do that, <laughs> should we? That's not fair. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, still my phone of the year, and um, also Google have, have invited me to a World Cup watching party for the uh, England v USA game. So oh, wow. obviously that's going to influence everything I think about <laughs> the, the Google Pixel series from here on. <laughs> well, that's a that's a win, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is for my brother-in-law who's coming along with me. He's um, he's going to have the time of his life, and uh, didn't have to review anything to get there. Um, so we've done your daily carry, uh, being a dad tech update on being a dad because i went swimming recently and experienced the scuba mode i don't think it's called that um, but i'm going to call it that uh, on the apple watch ultra which How was, was genuinely well it was surprising because i was i mean to kind of give a bit of very brief backstory uh, we took harrison for his first ever swim just to the uh, local pool which is also my gym and um so we were only in the pool for uh, i'm sure you know what it's like rob uh, not that long, really. But he, he was fantastic. He actually absolutely loved it. Because we, 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 we were thinking it's going to go one or two ways here. Either he's going to love it or he's going to absolutely kick off. Um, and he was brilliant. Had his little swimsuit on and, um, yeah, it was amazing. But uh, I nearly said more importantly, not more, impo- more importantly, but during that time... Oh, here we go. What's this? Oh, was that the first? Uh, is that, is that first, your first or second? That's the, that's the first daughter, first swim. And you, as you can see, she's thrilled about it. <laughs> Rob's, hold, Rob's holding up his phone with a, a photo of his daughter not looking best pleased being thrown into a pool not thrown into a pool but coaxed into a pool um, you just don't know how they're going to react do you because it's, it's again a completely new experience um, they've gone from being in, in little baths which can be a little bit traumatic at times to this massive pool which is normally cold I, mean, it was, I don't know about that one but it was freezing cold when we went no it was alright was it um, but yeah, anyway, so I was in the pool and had the Apple Watch Ultra on, put my, obviously submerged my arm, and um, as soon as I did that, it went into the scuba mode, and it told me that my arm was 0.1 metres deep, and some other numbers that I didn't understand, <laughs> and uh, some other stuff, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was all very exciting. So it just it just knew, it knew when you were in the water. That's impressive. Yeah, it takes about two, two or three seconds, and it just kicks into this, uh, this scuba mode. Which does make me want to go scuba diving. I keep hinting. No one, no one yet who, who's watched that Apple Watch Ultra uh, review video, the hiking video. No one's kind of contacted me and said, "Ooh, I own a scuba club in the Bahamas. Do you want to come over?" Just uh, your mention of a uh, bath. We've got one of those. You, you got an inflatable duck bath. We've we got the duck bath um, <laughs> this week. Because he, he was getting too big. Basically, Harrison was getting too big for the little bath that we had him in, and he was on one of those kind of floatable um, cushion things, and he, it was getting iffy. You know, he, he was starting to roll around a bit and face plant in the water and stuff. So. Um, I, I was in the studio and Jen sent me a photo, uh, this um, uh, Amazon link of, of that duck thing that you, you showed me. And she said to me, like, I think we should get one of these. So I just ordered it immediately. Yeah, I um, mean, it was just... Instant buy. done, isn't it? He loves it. Oh. Great. Oh, who's it by? I think it's Munchkin. I think it's a Munchkin inflatable duck baby bath. Well, I'll, I'll dig out a link. I'll stick it yeah. in the show notes. We'll link in the show notes. bit of kit, that. Yeah, any parents listening will know what we're talking about. Um, what, so what, was, what bath did you have before that? Oh, God. It was hand-me-down, actually, I think. Yeah, I think it was either my sister's or someone else's. Was it was quite curvy. Was it, was it a snuggle? 
I think possibly, yeah, very curvy. They're very, yeah. very popular, the snuggle baths. Yeah. We should do a separate podcast where we just talk about <laughs> kid stuff. <laughs> uh, and that's more interesting than the Apple Watch Ultra. But yeah, so it, basically when you submerge it into the water, it goes into this scuba mode, um, which is totally useless when you're in a swimming pool with your five-month-old son. But it does look, you do look at it and think... This, can, this watch can clearly do so much stuff that I'm not putting it through. <laughs> I, I, I'm not the person to be wearing this watch at all. Um, but yeah. So you're not buying one, though, are you? You're still not going to get yourself one. No, and I, I wish everyone else would stop buying them as well, because there are about like a dozen people on the Discord server that have all gone out and bought them. Just, uh, you know, exactly as you said people would in your reviews and on here and so forth. It's just like, no one needs this. But you just you just kind of want it. Um, so no. I went down to um I went down to Southampton recently uh, to do some uh, work with a guy called and in fact Andy who was on the um the Mac Studio review that I did not a review but the interview that I did with him Andy Andy with the arms Andy with the arms yeah I don't think he listens to this so we can say what we like about him <laughs> lovely bloke <laughs> he might listen to it um but no genuinely lovely guy and I, I do some work with him we, we do some work with a, another YouTuber we've been coaching him and and doing some filming and stuff and um I got there last week and the first thing he uh, bear in mind. I'd only ever met Andy on Zoom. Pretty much the first thing he mentioned in person, he put his arm up and said, look, twins. And he'd bought an Apple Watch Ultra. Um, and the exact same thing, had no need for it whatsoever. whatsoever. Yet he's just taken up rock climbing and he thinks it's because he's got the Apple Watch. <laughs> Even though there's, there's not... Is there a rock, rock climbing activity? Probably not. Um, but it made him st- to do, start doing that, basically. Well, it's meant strange. to be better, if you like climbing, because of the flush display. They made a big thing about that when they announced it, didn't they? That you've got okay. metal encasing the glass, so it's harder to smash. I'm, I'm not sure how much I buy that, really. Yeah. yeah. Let's no, stop I, talking about it, because you, you will buy one if we keep I'm talking gonna about it. I'm not going to buy one. No, I just, got, I just got the Series 7. I got a new old stock Series 7 for you know normal Apple Watch money, and I'm happy with it. Absolutely delighted okay. with it. We'll see. Right. Uh. Well, I'll, I'll, so, on the, well, what's this, did you did you ever find yourself... You, I know we, we, we sort of tried to talk about being a dad and tech and stuff. We put forward the notion that those weird Sony donut in-ears might be useful. Were they? Uh, they, prob- they probably would have been. I've just not used them. Right. Uh, I'm not sure where they are, actually. You've said that. Uh. <laughs> Uh, no, I know where they are. Um, no, no, because no, actually, and I think partly maybe it's, it's it's kind of being a new dad thing, but you don't really want to switch yourself off at all, do you? Even if you have got a pair of earbuds that have got a hole in them, so you can hear stuff. Because um, I've not even worn the the AirPods Pro while I've been looking after him. I just want my ears to be completely, <laughs> completely free and able to hear everything. Um, I think if you're probably a, a seasoned parent, then I still think your idea of using those those link buds as a as a kind of caregiving um device is is, is a good one really because you can hear everything you can you can hear what you're listening to and you can literally hear everything around you as well i'm just not brave enough have you found any other tech brought any other tech into your parenting uh what have we brought in not really no we've been fairly analog with it really there's not been anything um no nothing no again it, it might be because being new parents, new new parents, you know, first first child and everything, you want to keep everything as simple as possible, don't you? And there is some brilliant. I mean, I'm sure you've got. You must have loads of things, Rob. Automation and shortcuts and, and everything going on. Um, no, or no not. I mean, I, I've again when we when we discussed this before, I made a real effort to not have anything tech. So you know, all all of the toys were wooden, and we made a real effort to keep everything analog. Now we've got two. <laughs> we need uh, we need things to entertain the older one. So she's got her fire tablet now. Nice, um, which is brilliant. Although at some point out, when you when you buy one, you get like a subscription to like an Amazon kid service that has got like games and sort of curated books and all of this sort of stuff and i think it's like free for a year and that's coming to an end soon i don't know what it costs ongoing but yeah she will not want to lose that 
So, yeah, just a heads up, because the, the device itself is very keenly priced, and if you get mm. it on a, you know, a Prime Day or a Black Friday, it's like 50 quid or something. But, yeah, no, they will get you eventually, because, yeah, they'll get your kid hooked on the Amazon kids, because it's just got so much stuff, and it's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because it's just not practical with the two of them to, to keep everything analog but i think the the, mo- the the most useful bit of tech in parenting for me has been my apple watch purely for the you know the ability to dictate things that i need to remember to do later into it and also the i remember i think you mentioned this ages ago because I, I i never used to wear my apple watch to bed i'd always leave it charging whereas i do now because of the alarm i think i'm sure you said this where because at the minute harrison's still in our room uh, and yeah, you don't want your, your alarm going off at... But my alarm goes off at 5.30 because I'm strange. Um, but I don't want that going off and waking him up uh, and waking Jen up. So, um, the, But I, I lost confidence in the the, you know, the Apple Watch tapping you to wake up because it, 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 didn't, it didn't work a couple of times in the, in the past. Uh, but I've gone back to it, and I shouldn't say this, but without fail, it's always woke me up. It's been fantastic. Um, maybe that's because it's the Ultra. Maybe the Ultra tap is just more aggressive. <laughs> Maybe. Well, the battery life, perhaps when it didn't wake you up before, maybe it ran out of juice overnight. That's true. Yeah, that's but true. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. The uh, the silent alarm clock just being sort of gently tapped on the wrist to wake up. Yeah, but no, I, I, we, we've kept, again, we've kept very, very analogue with it, really. We, we've not done anything, anything interesting, oh. tech-wise. So you mentioned that you went down to Southampton yeah. to see Andy. Uh, I've got a bone to pick with you. Cause you yep. uh, do you know why? No, but when I saw that earlier, I thought you've done that thing that your mum does when she says, I've got a bone to pick with you. And immediately, the colour drains out of your face. And you just think, what on earth have I done? So you, on. Uh, you posted a vlog from a service station off the A34, which means you basically drove past my house. Oh, no. And you didn't Whereabouts? pop in for a cuddle. Damn it. <laughs> where, where are you in relation to the... Eighth, to, to, oh no, in relation to Tot Hill Services, which is where I stopped. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm near. I'm not going to announce it. I'm in, I'm Sorry, in Hampshire. No. I'm near the A34. <laughs> Come on, Rob. What's your address? What's your postcode? <laughs> <laughs> Telephone number. Oh, no. I didn't even, I didn't even register, genuinely. Next time. Because I am actually going... Oh, can I... This is going to get really awkward now. Because Can I mention... I've been toying whether to mention this on the podcast or not. Because uh, I am going back down that way for this big brand collaboration, and mm. Andy's helping me out. Because um, if I won't mention it, I'll, I'll give more. Is this on the list that this thing, this brand collab that I've been? Um, I think I, I think I put it on the list to give you a prod about it, fully expecting you just to not say anything about it. Well, let's quickly mention it now. But um, no, it, well, first going back to what you were saying, the, the, the bone you've got to pick with me. Yeah, hands up. Although I didn't, it didn't register. To be honest, I, I should have. Um, yeah, next time I promise I'll, I'll drop in. I'm not sure about a cuddle, but we'll, we'll do. A, <laughs> we'll do a live. <laughs> we'll do an in person. I'll bring the mic and we'll do an in person eight or sixteen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I didn't realize you were that close to Tot Hill. No, I'm not That's, really. But yeah, you, you uh, were. You're that you're near there. The, the, that area you're nearer than you would normally be. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on the A34 in my past life. What a road. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, so, so very quickly then, just this uh, brand thing. Uh, so basically, I've... I've um, I, the reason I'm not... I could mention it now, but I'm not going to because I think it's important that I tell the newsletter audience first and the, the Discord people because I've always kind of reserved you guys as the, the first to hear about it, apart from Jen. And... Um, uh, basically, I've I've managed, and this it's, this has come through the um, the PR people that I I've got um, that are kind of helping me with a lot of a lot of this stuff. Um, it's come through a contact they had. It would never have come about without them, basically. Um, but there's a a brand that I'll be working with in early December. Uh, it's a review, fairly standard thing in terms of being a review of a product, um, but it's something I've never reviewed before. And the the branding question of that said thing is the most unlikely brand within that type of product that you'd ever expect to see appear on Mark Ellis reviews. 
given the size of the channel and all that sort of stuff. And the fact I've never reviewed one of these things before. Um, and I suppose another kind of hit, you'll probably get this. Um, like I say, another hint is I'm going to get Andy to help me as well. So, and Andy, again, it just very quickly to, to kind of clear all this up. Andy's a videographer, runs a, a videography company down in Southampton. And um, yeah, he's he's going to help me do some some filming, basically, because um, it'd be a bit cumbersome on my own. So uh, and given the time that I have with this thing, so that that's that's uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And I'll reveal what it is next week on the on the newsletter, which is a, a brilliant way to plug the newsletter on here. If you want to join the newsletter, completely free, you can sign up and you can then leave after you've heard what it is next week. Um, I'll put a link in the in the show notes. Any ideas what it is? No, I haven't got a clue. Really. I thought I'd given away too much then. <laughs> so it's not a laptop, it's not a phone, it's not a tablet, it's not a smartwatch, it's it's not, what else is it, is it not? It's not a pair of headphones, um, it's not an accessory, it's not a piece of clothing, not, well, I'm not sure why it would be. Um, it's not camera gear, it's not studio gear, it's none of that stuff that you'd think possibly. It's got nothing to do with the music thing either, with the, the music stuff. Oh, then the on the subject of music, you were hmm. going to talk about your you got some Mackie stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're not going to guess anymore on this brand thing. I'm going to leave it as a secret. Yeah, I thought you'd get. I thought you'd guess because you you're too smart. But um, you haven't got. No, it. I've got nothing. Okay, all will be re- revealed in that case. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Mackie. Going back to Mackie, and the reason I uh, kind of got in touch with them about this was those headphones that I mentioned earlier. So they they got in touch with me completely out of the blue and said, "Do you want to review these headphones?" I said yes. I said, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, I'm starting this little music production studio uh, project, um, and knowing that you guys are pretty good with that sort of stuff, can you help?" And immediately they just came back and said, "What do you want?" <laughs> Um, which is quite rare that happens when, when you bear in mind that I've got no kind of prior history reviewing or using studio gear you know, as in music studio gear on the channel it's quite a big punt on their on their part really um, but yeah very willing to send things out um, and this brings us full circle back to the big knob conversation because uh, they've, they've sent me and it's, it's all arrived this week very quickly they've sent me two studio monitors um, a sub uh, a pair of uh, monitor headphones, open-backed monitor headphones, and a big knob. Um, and all this stuff arrived at the house while I was in the studio. Uh, Jen accepted it, bless her, because she, she's become my kind of distributor. Uh, <laughs> well, not distribution, but whatever the, the person is who accepts parcels every day. Um, she's been doing that job now. And uh, she, got, she looked at the delivery note and it said, Mackie, whatever it was, sub eight or something. And then right at the bottom of the list, it was big knob. <laughs> She just took a photo of it and said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got all that to, to do something with. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're just casually throwing the term around because we know what it is, but I imagine a lot of people <laughs> listening to this don't have any clue what it is. Maybe, what, what is it? Maybe what, we is should, it? what is it? Maybe we shouldn't explain just to just, leave, yeah, it, just leave it a mystery. There. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's just it is literally just a big knob just, just it, and it's <laughs> it's a big it's a big volume knob basically um i'm not sure which one they sent me I've, I've been so busy i've not even had a chance to open the box and look yet but they do about three or four different versions and the idea is that you plug you plug your speakers into it and it can try if you've got multiple you quite often see in studios where they have two or three different sets of, of, of um monitoring speakers uh, and these these big knobs can switch between them and it gives you a big volume does other stuff as well some of them do act as interfaces audio interfaces i think this one they've sent me might do possibly um but it is all about the big knob yeah yeah i, I always wanted one i don't have any need for one but it's just it's just a cool thing to have cool. very that's, cool that's, that's the only reason i got the i mean ages ago i had the logitech craft keyboard oh yeah because it had a twisty knob on it i just if there's a twisty knob i'm getting involved and now in actual fact we this time last year we experimented with the dbx 286s didn't we we did because yeah. it's just just a just a rack of knobs that, that was a it disaster was, wasn't it was it? a disaster it was absolute rubbish wasn't it yeah yours had a was it a hum yeah mine had a, just a comedic transformer hum did mine have a problem as well or did i just send it back because yours also had a problem you had a different problem but i can't remember what it was yeah i can't think what it was either it wasn't the hum it was something else but um it was a great idea your idea i I loved it but just didn't work did it didn't work nightmare uh next on the list is lumen 
TF is all that about then you've put here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. where do I start with this? Uh, had you heard of Lumen before the, the video? I had, yeah. Okay. But, um, I looked at it, I thought, oh, what a load of bollocks. And I, I didn't get any further than that. <laughs> yeah, so I hadn't heard of it at all, actually. Um, but it, the opportunity came up to review it. And also be sponsored by by these guys as well. Oh, sorry, Lumen are great. I love Lumen. Thank you. That's the <laughs> best thing ever. Sorry, they've, they've paid. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's a sponsored review. And uh, for people that don't know, Lumen is basically this little device that you carry around and you blow into, and it's supposed to measure your metabolism via this CO two sensor uh, it, within inside it. Um, it's it's questionable and my my um i suppose my kind of conclusion with this review was that it's not for me at all uh, one because i'm too lazy to log things like my food i've tried that in the past i get really fed up with it because you know you have cereal you have toast in the morning how many bits of toast did you have how much peanut butter did you spread on oh, it just gets boring after a while um and the problem with lumen is that if you don't put that data in it doesn't have a huge amount to work off apart from your breath um and what this thing is supposed to have done is taken away the need to have all those many years of research and qualified people and big rooms full of proper medical equipment to properly measure your metabolism and all that sort of stuff. And this is a subject I know absolutely nothing about at all, um, which kind of makes me the perfect market for Lumen because the idea is that you buy this and assume that it works and tells you when you're burning fat, when you're burning carbs and all that sort of stuff. Um but yeah, the, the kind of conclusion I drew was, it was it's not for me, but I can see how, and even if it is just a placebo thing, I think even uh, given the fact that it's not particularly cheap, if you've got the budget for it, and if you find that actually it helps you lose weight and maintain weight, that weight loss without doing anything ridiculous like taking pills or anything ridiculous, just by doing more more exercise and doing the stuff that you, you do anyway to lose weight and the things that I've done to lose weight and maintain my weight... If that's the crux that keeps you doing it, then fair enough. Um, whether it has all the medical backing, etc., I genuinely don't know. Um, what, what do you think? Well, you've, you've said what you think. I mean, I'm, I'm all about that stuff, as you know. So I've got I've got a stupid smart water bottle from Hydrate that logs my water intake automatically. Um, yep. And for anything else that I imbibe, I use an app called Waterminder because it's got a really good Apple Watch complication. It's got a really good widget, so I can log my coffees and teas and whatever. But I, mean, I try and drink more water than anything else, as we're supposed to do. But I'm just terrible at it. So it, um, I mean, it's got LEDs on it. If there's one thing that doesn't need LEDs on it, rainbow LEDs. So every if I haven't had a drink for a while, it'll just start like spinning beach ball of death in my peripheral vision <laughs> until I take a sip. And then as I say, it's all logged. It all goes into Apple Health and all of that stuff. So it's brilliant. So and I've got um I've got a device from a company called Upright, and it's that's like a little sort of thing that you. It's got like a sticky pad on it, and you stick it on the back of your neck, and it it. Uh, buzzes at you angrily if you're not sitting up straight okay um because i mean a few years back i i had i had a bit of a scare so as, as a as a as a knowledge worker i think is the, the term for people who sit at desks just like tapping in my computers all day um i kind of need to not break you know i, I need to not get like rsi or carpal tunnel syndrome or have any of the other sort of issues that you can get if you're desk bound a lot um so um when i said that i was having some 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 twinges and stuff my hr department straight away got like an expert in to come and this is when i used to go into the office they came and they measured up my desk and they like put the desk exactly the right height for me and they got me that's how that's how i got into these keyboards actually they recommended the you know the 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 ergonomic keyboard shape. So that's one. Of, that's the first time I ever got one of those, and you know they, they just did completely tailored my workspace so that everything was at the right angles and all of that sort of stuff. This was before standing desks were were in, um, which I do have at home now. So I do have a standing desk, and I do make sure that I spend a good part of the day standing up. But um, yeah, gamification of health stuff. I'm all about that. I love that mm. stuff. And, and, and yeah. all the sort of things that the Apple Watch does, like, you know, 
prodding you to stand up if you haven't done for a while and yeah. um, you know just encouraging you to go you know walk another 10 minutes or whatever so yeah the gamification of health stuff i haven't got a problem with that um i just didn't didn't really get lumen so i mean mm. obviously i guess because i've got those other products and i'm generally sort of interested in that stuff that's probably why i started seeing it pop up in yeah adverts and, and whatever um and I, yeah i just looked at it and i thought i just i don't i don't think i need that i mean i don't need to lose weight because you know i'm made of twiglets <laughs> well, that's not a wrist is it <laughs> it would fit an apple watch ultra <laughs> so yeah so i well, I did a bit of research on it. So I read some reviews and stuff, and apparently, like, it won't even give you any insights until you've sort of fed it two weeks' worth of data. Is that is yeah. that still the case? It is, yeah, yeah. Um, the insights aren't that deep, though. Really, it's not because I've also been testing the Whoop, the, the you know the Whoop band. Uh, that the data that gives you is really, really impressive. Lumen isn't as impressive as that, really. Um, which is why when when you were just describing the whole game of gamification thing. That's pretty much what Lumen is, I think. It's a gamified metabolism thing, which has this supposed science layer on top of it, which unfortunately for them is a bit of a hard sell for a lot of people. People who who understand that stuff far better than I do will pick it apart and say, no, hang on a minute, it, there's no way it can do what it's saying or you know, it's, it's not going to give you an accurate reading for, for whatever reason. But the people who don't understand that stuff and who are just looking for a way to you know, lose weight and, and have uh, have this kind of thing that they hold on to that that um, helps them get to those goals. That's I think that's who it's aimed at. Whether or not that's a good thing, I don't know. Um, but again, I think, you know, we're all adults, aren't we? If you think you can afford it and it works for you and it's not really, it's not damaging your health while you're, you're doing, you know, you're losing weight, etc. then fair enough. Mm. It's just not for me personally. But is, is that their their primary angle is people looking to lose weight because i thought it was sort of pitched more at like serious athletes looking to hack their metabolism to get more performance more endurance that sort of stuff i personally think that i think it's obviously is partly for those people but that again that's a marketing thing i think really if you get big athletes on board they've got some really impressive names on their website it's uh it kind of swings the spotlight on the brand doesn't it and say look yeah this person uses it, this, this famous athlete, yeah, it must be good. Um, that classic branding thing, isn't it? I, I'd guess anyway. But it, yeah, it, the, the short time I spent with it, it wasn't as impressive data-wise data as, the, as the Whoop is, for instance. Um, but I don't really think that's what it's all about. Mm. Interesting. And it's, not, it's not cheap, is it? I think it starts at 350 no. quid or something, and then that's for six months' worth of service. Yeah. And then it's twenty five quid a month after that, or yeah, then, they've they, like then they've three. got some like premium tiers as well, where you yeah. can pay a bit more and then get access to nutritionists and stuff. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I just I don't. I don't know. I don't need that. No, I don't either. To be fair, <laughs> but you reckon <laughs> the it video does, hasn't. You reckon? Do you believe it though? Do you, does it do what it says on the tin? If you want that, should you get one? I don't know how much I believe the the, the science behind it but mainly because I don't understand it. I'd, I'd have to spend a long time researching it, looking into it and taking advice from people. I, that wasn't really what the review was about. I think from a top-level perspective, and I say, look, if you think about someone who's got quite a bit of disposable income and wants to either lose weight or try and understand why they lose weight and then put it back on or why they're not sleeping properly or whatever it might be, then I can kind of understand how it would work for that person. But that's the, quite the person that's got a Peloton and a smart exercise exactly. mirror. And they just need something else to just throw money at because it will make I think so. a better Possibly. human. <laughs> better human. So, I think the, the, the other thing I was worried about is that if you're if you've got a, a device that you are just sort of blowing into half a dozen times a day to take readings, or, you know, before meals, after meals, and all that sort of stuff, as you have to do if you want to get the best out of it, does it not just like fill up with spit? <laughs> I did wonder that. Yeah, there's no. I don't think there's any cleaning instructions on it, uh, and you can't take. As far as I know, you can't take it apart. It's very much a kind of sealed unit. Um, I don't know. That's yeah. a very good point. I don't know. I you wouldn't want to share it, put it that way, <laughs> 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 because you do inhale as well. You, you kind of inhale. Then is that the way? Yeah, you inhale. Wait, ten, hold your breath for ten seconds, and then exhale. So you are sucking in whatever's in in your lumen. It sounds quite gross now. Yeah, I think about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Um, we're nearly we're we're nearly at the end. There is other stuff, but I think we'll probably save it for for next time because it is it's stuff about um, Black Friday, which that's going to be afterwards, isn't it? Uh, well, so that's next week, isn't it? Should we cover that next quickly? Week, isn't it? <coughs> you, Let's do that quickly. Got anything yeah. on the wish list for the Black Fridays? Um, no, I do need to make a list. Though I think you, you, you've mentioned here that it's, it's a good tactic to make a list of, of stuff that you need or that you want beforehand, which I've never done actually. And what what happens with me every pretty much every Black Friday for the last three or four years is that I just buy memory cards. Yeah. I panic a bit and think, shit, what do I need? Uh, memory cards, and they're they're cheaper. Let's just get some. Um, I don't really buy anything else. Whereas this time, I think I will make a list, and it will probably be centered around the the music stuff. So some of the things I need for that. Um, what about you? What have you? What's on your list? Um, I was just thinking that I'm pretty happy with my with my setup, and in actual fact, so I'm, so this this was actually meant to be a segue from the uh, from the daily carry slash setup conversation that we had at the start. So the idea was that we talk about our our setup, and then you know call back to it. But we 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 only talked about the portable stuff. So I mean, my 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 setup is. I've got the M1 Mac Mini, which I'm not motivated to do anything about at all. Base Mac Mini, I got it, I think I got that like on a previous Prime Day or Black Friday for not very much money. And it just, I cannot make it fail. I, You know? So, I mean, we're, we're talking yeah. here. I've got audio hijack recording. I've got OBS doing the video. I've got Zoom up. I've got, you know, web browser with Notion. A bunch of other stuff happening in the background. Um, you know, so like fantastic cows always running in the background and just, you know, VPN and all sorts of stuff going on. So, uh, oh, and I've got Discord running and failing yep. to see any of the comments. Sorry, everyone. I will reply to all of those <laughs> after the fact. Um, so that's that's fine i think you know and i've been waiting and moaning that they haven't bought out an m2 or you know a, a facelifted mm. one you know knowing how power efficient and how thermally efficient apple silicon is they could make one that's the size of an apple tv yeah they could um but but it hasn't happened so yeah you know whatever and i know there are lots of people in the same boat that's just kind of you know just really looking for a facelifted um small desktop mac so anyway so that's fine it just does everything i need it to and i it, even running parallels 18 and the arm build of windows 11 it's got eight gigs of ram it shouldn't be able yeah. to do that without it's crazy ram. isn't it so I, just whatever i throw at it breezes through it i'm still i've still got this monitor that's about five years old my hp 34 inch ultra wide it's only 1440p which is not really enough in these days particularly since i got the huawei mate view which sits to my right here which is still a lovely display and i'm still very happy with it for the 300 quid i paid for it or something it's not worth the 700 quid retail price um the only problem is that it's made my desk a little bit asymmetrical okay so i've got the ultra wide in the center and actually i made the 4k display my primary display and then I, I toyed with the idea of using the ultra wide in portrait orientation on a on an, i never got around to doing that and it was just silly anyway but i just found that i really enjoy the 21 by 9 aspect ratio more than i do having a higher resolution so what I need is something that combines those two things. And I've been waiting for the HP Z40CG3, which is a 5K, 2K ultrawide. It's 40 inch. Uh, it's got nice. a pop-up webcam and it's got like, you know, speakers built in. So I really like the speakers actually in this. They're, you know, they're not, for, for, for monitors, they're, they're, they're still monitor speakers, so they are rubbish. But as a speakerphone, it's actually really good. So yeah, so the, it's, my one's a HP NV34 and this new one is the, hpz 40 cg3 and it's the spiritual success of the one i have but it just I, you can't get it anywhere and i know you okay. asked them if they would send you one and they just ignored you didn't they so i don't know what's going on with that so <clears throat> computer is good i'm happy with my displays i've got you know a big daddy stream deck i've got too many mice i just i bought um what's that a razor viper ultimate didn't get on yep. with that at all. I the my my the mouse that I use every day is the G Logitech G703, which has got IntelliMouse vibes, and it's just 
comfortable and I think it works better than the Razer. And I've got a MX Master because everyone's got an MX Master knocking about somewhere, haven't they? The, you know, I've, I've been using this Motu audio interface for a year now and it's served me well, touch wood. I've, I mean, I just bought the H95 headphones, best headphones I've ever owned. I've got no interest in doing anything with that. Yeah, I've got the so you don't need anything then, I don't basically. need anything. It's just, no. I don't know, I don't know what, what I could need. As you know, we've had chats about my smart home setup. Like every bulb in the house is Hue. I've got motion sensors. I've got cameras everywhere. All of the valves on my radiator are Tardo thermostatically controlled smart valves. So, yeah, I don't need that. So I've just, I've just got the, the iPhone 14 Pro Max. I've just got my Series 7 Apple Watch. I'm pretty teched up. I don't think I need anything. I suppose you don't have to buy anything on. Uh, there's that thing with Black Friday where you think, oh, I need to buy something because it's Black Friday. I think what invariably happens is that you end up buying stuff that you just don't need. Louise has just reminded me that every time there's a Prime Day or Black Friday type event, I seem to end up buying a, a smart doorbell that never gets installed. <laughs> I've literally got a pile of... <laughs> this is... What's this? Oh, wow. This is a Blink Video Doorbell and Sync Module 2, still sealed never opened and that's been sitting there for six months and i've got a ring one as well somewhere because i got this one because i forgot about i forgot i had the ring one you're like a youtuber without the youtube channel yeah I, I'm, I'm an idiot aren't i because i just keep buying all this stuff and i i, I don't use it it's not making me any money <laughs> that's the key thing isn't it <laughs> doesn't bring in revenue not interested just a complete waste of time yeah so yeah, so I've got nothing on my wish list. But if I did, if I if I did have some things I wanted, I would use Amazon wish list because Amazon often have very good Black Friday deals. And then when those things go on a, a, a lightning deal or are just discounted heavily, you invariably will get a notification in the app if you've got the app installed. So that's really useful. Or I would set up searches. I mean, if you're in the UK, I, I, if you're in other places in the world, I apologise, I'm not familiar with other markets. But certainly here, I use a website called Hot UK Deals. Um, and that is like crowdsourced deal finding. So the idea is, is you sign up to this website, if you see a really good deal, you post about it, it gets distributed to all of the other members and then people can vote up or down. And then nice. like the really good deals sort of float to the top and get a much get much wider exposure. But you can set up saved searches on that. So if you're interested in a particular brand or a particular product, you can set up a saved search and then when someone somewhere finds a deal, you'll be notified about it. So that's a really good thing. Um, but then the other important thing to do is make sure that the deal really is a deal. So, okay, you've received a notification or a saved search saying, oh, you can buy X, Y, and Z for X amount of pounds. And you think, oh, well, that's less than the retail price. That looks quite good. There's also a website called Camel, 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 which has got historical pricing information for Amazon. And I think that is available globally. Um, and so I will, if I see a deal, I'll go and check it on Camel, Camel, Camel and make sure that it really is a deal. Because quite often you'll find that it was even cheaper three months ago or yeah you know it, it, it's not as cheap as it could be in which case i use the notes section on the amazon wish list to note down what the actual cheapest price is so that if i you know dip into my wish list and i'm having a look and i see oh that looks like quite a good price i can very you know where i've looked it up before i can very quickly see because i don't know if we had this discussion before because you always like i always get ribbed about my deal finding and the fact that i just you'd think i was really rich because of all the stuff <laughs> i've got but it's just because i have a method for getting stuff for not very much money you've got a process you've got, a, got a, a, process. a proper system behind it haven't you but i love camel 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 so much I've, i made a shortcut for it so from within the amazon app I can it's, it gets it's in my share sheet so I'm looking at something on Amazon I think oh is that a good price I can hit the the share icon up pops the share sheet on iOS I can use my camel 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 shortcut and then it'll go off and it'll bring back the the, the pricing history chart so I can see at a glance so that I, I use that quite a lot as you can imagine yeah, I remember using that a couple of times myself. Actually, when you when you were, I think we we might have put it on, into the show notes before in a previous episode, oh, but we'll do it now again. Just we'll do to it again. any new listeners, but uh, it's, it was very handy. I mean, it doesn't work useful. every time because there's some sketchy sort of URL processing and stuff. And Amazon keeps moving the goalposts, so it may well start working again in the future. I mean, I didn't really make it for mass consumption. I will share it just because it's quite a useful thing and it is currently yeah. working. But like um, Amazon changed the URL structure. They've, there's like they've now used their own sort of Amazon 
URL shortener, you know, like Bitly, yeah, but it's like yeah. an Amazon one, like I said, like amzn.to or something. Um, so yeah, so that, that idea, I just wanted to bring up just because it's that time of year and yep. this will go out before Black Friday is yeah, use the Amazon wish lists, use hot UK deals, and use Camel 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 to make sure it's a good deal. And if you haven't put whatever it is, whatever deal it is that you see, if it's not on a list somewhere, then you don't need it. It's only a deal if you were going to buy it anyway. And that's not my advice. That's uh, Martin Lewis, money-saving expert. I don't know if you follow Martin Lewis. I do, yeah. If, if he says it, it's got to, it's got to be true. Yeah, it? I mean, he knows he knows his stuff. That's another very good website, moneysavingexpert.com. It is. A very good, very good website. I, I used to save money on all sorts of my insurance and... Um, yeah, so much consumer best. advice then, Rob. That was that was incredible. I don't know what's happened. Like, what's going on? No, it's genuinely useful. All of that was. <laughs> the la- that's that's the last not what this podcast's about. <laughs> <laughs> the last two percent of this podcast was the most useful, <laughs> the most actionable. <laughs> what are we doing? Brilliant. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I buy anything. There, there, there's one or two things that I think I need, but um, yeah, I think, I think the best advice we've given actually is that you don't have to buy anything on on, on Black Friday. Don't force yourself to buy something which you don't need just because it's Black Friday because you're not saving money then, are you? You're spending money that you wouldn't otherwise spend. Um, brilliant. Well, I think we're, we'll, we'll save the rest until the next uh, episode. Um, and yeah, cheers, Rob. That was that was good. I've got to go home now and I've got to set up something which um, I'm quite excited about. I've, I've basically, I've, I've had to put a Xbox uh, Series X through the business, which is a nightmare, obviously. <laughs> Because um, I'm reviewing a TV, <laughs> yeah. Which um, that's in fact that goes live on Sunday, I think. So it will be done a day after this this goes live. But uh, yeah, High Sense have sent me a TV to review. I've never heard a bad word said about High Sense TVs. There's good value, no nonsense tellies. Yeah, well, this is like a budget 55 inch. Um, it's kind of tied in with the World Cup and all that sort of stuff. But it's hence publishing it this weekend um but yeah it's really impressive actually bearing in mind that i've come from a, a pretty old uh, 55 inch curved samsung thing um this one which has got dolby vision etc is uh, quite a step up and it's only about 550 quid it's not very expensive um but obviously i thought how do i test it i can obviously run the apple tv through it but i need to get a games console really so um the only time i've ever had the a legitimate reason to put an xbox through the business is now basically so why, why not ps5 because they were invite only from um amazon still oh. yeah I, I, that was my first would have been my first choice but because i needed it today um i looked at uh, to be fair i didn't look much further than amazon but maybe i should have done a bit more should have done a bit more research have you taken your fridge home to put next to it uh, no, that, that's still <laughs> still there. Uh, I need to do something with that, don't I? Definitely. There's got um, yeah, to be a, a, some sort of B-roll potential. It's, there's a lot of potential there, isn't there? The reason I asked about the PS5 is because PSVR 2 has yeah. finally got a launch date, so that's going to be out in February, because you you've got to get involved with the VR, Mark. I've been I'm nagging you to. about this the, the, ever, ever since we started this podcast. I'll have to get a PS5 as well, won't I? <laughs> well, the thing is, I have done the invite. So on oh. Amazon, you say, I want to be invited to buy. A really weird concept. Can you invite me to buy something, please? It's very strange. But I've done that on Amazon. So apparently, when they've got one available, they'll email me and say, do you still want it? And I say, yes, and away we go. But it, yeah, that, that was going to be too long. But um, yeah, that was part of the reason I wanted to go for the PS5, because uh, of the VR stuff. But I'll have to, have to put that off until whenever, whenever they become available again. Which will probably be never now because we're going to re- into a recession and no one's going to have. No, everyone's losing their jobs. No one can afford a PS5, which might mean actually there'll be more of them around. Mm. Maybe there's that. Maybe. What a terribly depressing <laughs> note to end on. Uh, anyway, we'll wrap it up there. Cool. Cheers, Rob. See ya. <laughs>